1: Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix.
0: Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick, Mamma Mia's entertainment editor.
1: And I'm Kiris. I work at Social Squad, which is Mamma Mia's internal social media agency. And holy dooly, bit of a time warp today. We're going to be talking about Sophie Monk and Bardo and the beef
0: that's coming on. And I've been up. singing Poison all morning, which I do every time we talk about Bardo. So there's like, there's no bad sides to this. Don't
1: you treat me bad. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Well, straight into our entertainment news headlines of the day, what you need to know, starting with the news that Channel 9 have dropped the Ellen DeGeneres show, but not for the reasons you might think. So this quote-unquote axing that was dominating headlines yesterday sent everyone into a bit of a spin because it was being kind of positioned as Channel 9 taking a stand while these investigations of a toxic workplace on the Ellen show were being investigated But it was all clickbait because it was revealed that really since COVID, Channel 9 had been running reruns of The Ellen Show because production was forced to shut down. And then a spokesperson confirmed to news.com.au that they were just resting those Ellen repeats on 9, replacing them with Desperate Housewives, saying 9 haven't axed anything. We've been playing repeats on 9, which will continue on 9, Gem. Discussions are ongoing regarding the new series. And that kind of points to the comments made earlier this month by the Nine programming director Hamish Turner on TV tonight saying that currently Nine don't actually have the rights passed this year for the Ellen show and that they're really waiting for the outcome of the investigation as well as kind of confirmation about the new direction of the show that might be coming before they get into negotiations about those rights.
0: Yeah exactly there's no kind of moral grandstanding here they're not taking a stand against bullying or anything like that it's a simple business decision and they've been saying from the beginning that they are obviously waiting the results of the internal investigation by warner media into the allegations on the ellen show that you know it's a toxic workplace and with racism and fear and intimidation but that's more so you can't if a show doesn't have a solid future ahead of it you're not going to put out a huge amount of money to get the rights for the new season so i'm not thinking they're waiting for the show to be clear they're waiting to see what the production will look like post-investigation and whether it's worth them spending their money on it
1: Well, I'm about to issue a bit of an apology because we got a first look at the Batman with the release of a full-length trailer over the weekend. And Robert Pattinson, I am sorry. So when the announcement came out that Robert Pattinson was going to be stepping into the Batman shoes, I, like many others, questioned whether we could really take him serious in that role. Like from vampire to the Batman, I just didn't really see it. But My friends, the answer is yes. Yes, yes, yes. He says all but two words in the trailer, but it is enough. The
0: hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance.
1: So we get what we know about the story. By day, he's billionaire Bruce Wayne attending black tie events. And then by night, he is the Batman fighting crime in Gotham. But what we didn't anticipate was how emo it was going to be. There was definitely an emo undertone. I saw Doc Martens. I saw the Batman with eyeliner on. I saw this like floppy (laughs) hair and
0: I'm kind of living for it. Okay, first of all, I told you that he would be a good Batman, so please listen to me next time. Second of all, as much as, like, I think he'll do a good job and the movie trailer is amazing, but at the same time, it's nothing new. Like, we've seen this so many times before, the gritty, dark, broken Batman. You know, it's a well-worn trope that he's kind of eased really well into. And do we need to see a rich kid avenge his parents all over again Laura, not really not really do. will I no we don't key but will I watch it yes I'm just hanging out for which we didn't get to see in this trailer is Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. there's a slight glimpse of her but not much else there so that's the big reveal I'm waiting for
1: All right, so we're now going to talk about something a bit exciting. The fact that Aussie TV is making a triumphant comeback, and it's all down to the creators of some much loved programs, Love My Way and The Secret Life of Us, coming together for something new. Laura Brodnick, tell me everything because Australian TV is not dead, apparently.
0: No, so we've talked a lot um, about how COVID in particular has affected a lot of Australian jobs in the arts and TV industry, and even before that, the need for more Australian productions on our screens, and so that's why it's so exciting that this week Stan have announced that they are ramping up their slate of local and international produced Stan original TV series and films, with their volume to increase to over 30 productions a year for the next five years. It's all been done in conjunction with The Nine Network, who will focus its own production capabilities towards the acceleration of these productions on Stan. So what that means is that we're going to have a whole bunch of Australian creatives and actors and people behind the camera making these Australian stories actually shooting them here and giving us that injection of Australian TV that we used to you think even like a decade or so about 20 years ago was all that we would have been watching glued to our screens that we've kind of lost a little bit over the years. Obviously Stan already does a huge amount of original productions which have been successful this is kind of like the next step of that. So so as part of the announcement they talked about the show called Eden which is an eight-part hour-long drama series from the people who brought us Miss Fisher's murder mysteries there's also an original comedy special from the creators of Bondi Hipses called Dom and Adrian 2020 and for the true crime lovers out there their um, in production is After the Night which is a four-part true crime documentary series exploring the legacy of one of Australia's worst serial killers Edgar Allan Cook but the one that you alluded to in your intro key and the one that's got everyone very excited is that they've announced that Bump, a uh, 10-part, half-hour original drama series, is in production starring Claudia Carvin and it's reuniting the creative team behind Love My Way and The Secret Life of Us, two amazing Australian shows. So I just think that is very exciting news for Aussie TV lovers.
1: It really is. Also, Claudia Carvin, come through. She is such a powerhouse. And I was just thinking back when you were talking about that when we went to the stand I think it was the upfronts that we went to and I remember looking around and seeing because obviously all the Australian actors who were in all of these original series were there and I remember looking around and really thinking like this is amazing, like the level of talent that was in the room and the fact that they were all locally produced and just even them talking about that. I think the Minister for Arts was there for New South Wales and he was just talking about how important it was to really inject into the arts and I think even now more so with COVID, I mean it kind of lends itself to what we were speaking about yesterday. So this is so exciting exciting. Go stand and I cannot wait. Up next, you better grab your disc man because we're deep diving into the Sophie Monk vs Bardo drama. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia! subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia! Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamma Last night on the Mask Singer, Dragonfly was finally revealed as Sophie Monk. I don't think there was any real surprises there because her voice—you just can't really go past it. It's one hundred percent Sophie Monk. But the reveal marked her first return to music in over seventeen years. It is Sophie
0: Monk, She's a quintuple threat—actress, singer, dancer, model, TV presenter. Sophie Monk, that is the. <laughs>
1: Then a little Bardo drama unfolded. So her former bandmate Tiffany Wood called Sophie out on Instagram for taking part in the show after allegedly telling her fellow bandmates that she was too busy for a reunion. On her stories, Tiff posted this caption, I thought Sophie was too busy for a Bardo reunion. I mean, she's wearing a Dragonfly costume, she's singing on stage, while I have to try and get six kids to sleep before the show even comes on. She then went on to say, Think I'll go one step further and predict a new single release, coming to a radio station near you Mm -hmm. and played by her bestie Jackie O first. Just to make the drama a little bit juicier, her other fellow bandmate Sally seconded that reposting Tiff's story alongside the text, boom, and I care so much... But all is not what it seems.
0: No, I think that the world is just wanting to make this a bigger drama than it is. We both clicked on these headlines this morning. We wanted to see what was going on. And obviously, we've done a big deep dive episode of the podcast before about the kind of legacy of Joe because they celebrate their 20-year reunion this year. And um, a lot of the other bandmates, Belinda and Tiffany and Katie, did that Zoom reunion where they sang Poison. They talked about the fact that they had really wanted to bring the band back for a tour and Sophie Monk was the big holdout there. And that kind of got this whole like talk of drama happening but I think looking at this it was obviously quite tongue-in-cheek and I think that's clear when she put up the second Instagram post about Sophie Monk which I noticed no media's reporting on that is that she put up a second conversation saying like you know I wasn't trying to burn her or anything I was simply saying now we know why she was busy and also the fact that I was calling it that she was going to release a single and then she released a screenshot conversation a previous screenshot conversation between her and Sophie Monk which you know releasing private messages maybe Sophie was okay with yeah. it maybe she wasn't we won't we don't know I really hope she gonna... ran that
1: by her because that has the potential to just reignite
0: the feud all over again exactly A the thing is we just don't know what's happened in that section where she had said to Sophie hey you're back in the recording studio are you releasing a single and Sophie was like oh I, I don't know I'm just recording a song for fun at the moment but we'll see and then Tiffany's like well with all the kind of all the media coverage around the 20-year reunion like this would be the time to do it so there was nothing kind of nasty in that exchange is what I think she was trying to point out but I think that we're just so geared towards having drama between girl groups and women and especially this Band in particular, because there's such a legacy around it, is that everyone's zeroed in on this kind of catfight element where it's not actually what's happened there.
1: Yeah. And I think obviously Tiffany's comments in the past have fueled that a little bit. So back in April, she actually did an interview with the Courier Mail, you know, and she was the kind of person that, that really put it out there. And she also did it on her social saying, you know, Sophie's the one that's holding out. She doesn't want to have any association to Bardo. She untags herself from our social Instagram tags and everything like that. But then not long after that, I guess she kind of come around and realize it was a bit of a dick move because Sophie was then like being tagged and things and they were kind of going back and forth and being very friendly and that's why that social pic, the second one that no one's reporting on that Tiffany put up of them like having a nice back and forth of messaging was really surprising because I hadn't actually picked up on the fact that they were friendly again. But I guess that's why she needed to put that second story out to really say that. I mean, can you really blame Sophie for not wanting to do the reunion like she is a savvy smart woman like she's been in the industry for a while now she made the move to go on the bachelorette which is a clear kind of trying to reinvigorate her career after living in LA for so long I mean I feel like if the paycheck was there for Bardo to get back together she'd probably be more on board but I think she realizes that she doesn't really want to do something unless she's going to get paid for it and although I do think that what Tiffany was saying was a little bit tongue-in-cheek I think that she's only just realized because in that same interview that she did give the career mail She admitted to realising that she was kind of blindsided at the time about Bardo's breakdown and what really happened. She thought that at the end of it they were all kind of all fine and didn't really have any issues and was upset that it ended. But it wasn't until a few years later that that theory really came out that the band had to split because Sophie was going to be a solo act. Even though it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, there's obviously those feelings are kind of there, but I don't think it's the big, like, bitch fight that everyone was hoping for.
0: No, absolutely. And I think that the headline here is not, you know post-Bardo drama, you know, women having a catfight, the headline here is, this is how Sophie Monk has very carefully, it appears to us anyway, chosen to relaunch her music career and like relaunch herself into Australian media in a different way. Because if you've got to look at the comments that she's given while she's doing her kind of post-Master Singer reveal press, and she said that she'd been so burned by the industry, which is why she hadn't sung in 17 years, because she had such a bad experience and she hasn't been able to kind of go back in that way. And obviously she tried, she did a lot of recording in LA and did some music videos and stuff before she went to movies. So obviously that didn't kind of, she's had a bad experience there. But she's also, what she's doing is setting up this kind of comeback narrative for herself. You know, I was on the verge of being a star and I had this terrible situation happen to me and now I've kind of got the the passion back. And that's what she was saying with The Masked Singer. She was saying on the Kyle and Jackie O show this morning, being on The Masked Singer had reminded her why she loves singing and performing live and then she went on to say that she has written a song with the show's vocal coach so i actually i do think she's going to make a comeback into singing i think this is a really kind of it looks very organic to the audience the way she set it up you know that she came back into it for the masked singer for a bit of a laugh she's rediscovered her passion and now she's going to relaunch her singing career as a solo artist which you're so right could potentially be a much bigger paycheck than doing a bardo nostalgia tour
1: Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. Did you know that we also have a daily newsletter for everything celebrity and entertainment? For our best stories of the day straight into your inbox every evening, go to mamamia.com.au forward slash newsletter and sign up to The Spill. This episode of The Spill was produced by Rachel Hart. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye.
0: Bye.